for another perspective on this patient's experience with neoadjuvant systemic therapy, I visited with nurse practitioner Erin Duff. She's a really common patient that I see in clinic. She's a young, healthy woman with a common breast cancer, and normally these women do very well. Unfortunately, she had a number of problems during the course of her treatment. She developed febrile neutropenia on a couple of occasions. She developed a rash. After her completion of her neoadjuvant chemotherapy as well as her surgery, she developed some dyspnea and some lower extremity edema. What was your assessment of this woman just as a person in terms of her now confronting this very serious problem? And how did her response to the situation compare to other responses you see of women in similar situations? Well, she was very upbeat at the time of diagnosis. I mean, she was very pleasant, well-educated, highly motivated to keep working, highly motivated to keep being a good mom, had good support from her family. Very important that she put up there right in front was that, you know, she was 39 at the time of diagnosis and she was going to celebrate her 40th birthday. And she said to me, I have to be well for my 40th birthday party. My husband's got a big party planned for me and I have to be well for it. So, you know, she was very upbeat and very positive at the time of diagnosis. We did have some bumps in the road and, you know, overall she handled it very well. So I talked to Kim about her perspective on this woman's experience with neoadjuvant TCH. What did you observe? So she had her first cycle of TCH without new lasta support, as we normally give it, and she did well. Following her second cycle of TCH, she did develop febrile neutropenia and a skin rash. I believe she was admitted to a local hospital and ultimately transferred to Duke. She had this erythematous rash on her back and chest, She was seen by Derm. She was given some topical medications for that. And we then initiated Nulasta with cycle number three. Cycle number three went well. And cycle number four, she had self-administered Nulasta again, but unfortunately developed febrile neutropenia. I saw her back on day seven in my clinic and treated her as an out. There was no source. We did a chest X-ray, urinalysis, labs. I had no source of her neutropenia, so treated her with double antibiotics as an outpatient, told her to call 24 hours later if her fevers persisted. And at that point, in conjunction with Dr. Blackwell, we made the decision with the next cycle that we would use 14 days of Nupagen instead of Nulasta. The thinking was that her counts were dropping early before Nulasta had the opportunity to kick in. I did tell her with her next cycle when we started the Nupagen, our goal was 14 days. If the bone pain became so severe, she could stop it. She had horrific bone pain with the Nupagen. And at the time of her sixth and final cycle, she said to me, I'm not doing that Nupagen again. I want to go back to Nulasta. And I said, okay, you know, you have to have something. If you prefer the Nulasta, let's do the Nulasta. And she did well. In terms of the patient with febrile neutropenia in general, how do you make the decision about whether or not to put somebody in the hospital? If they come to clinic, if they call and they come to clinic, if I can't find a source and if they overall look okay and are feeling okay, we'll give them a trial of double antibiotics. 
if they're dehydrated, you know, if they need fluids, if they need something else, we'll put them in the hospital. If they have a pneumonia, we'll put them in the hospital. If they're elderly and at risk for septicemia, we'll put them in the hospital. That's not the norm in our clinic. We see primarily young, healthy women. And if they come to our clinic, we're generally able to treat them with double antibiotics. If they present to an ER, they present, you know, to their local institution, commonly they do wind up admitted. How do you see people tolerating TCH in general? You mentioned the febrile neutropenia in this patient. What other problems do you see with that regimen? Overall, the patients that we take care of tolerate the TCH well. I think probably the most common thing I see with that regimen would be some lower extremity edema. I sometimes see some ankle edema around the fifth or sixth cycle. Of course, I see the platelets decrease on carboplatin. Generally, they don't limit the administration of the carboplatin. They just drop down a little bit. I always caution people that we may see that. I always give them copies of their labs. I don't want them to worry when they see the star or the redness by the platelet count. I say, that's normal. We expect to see that on the carboplatin. But usually it's not dose limiting in any way. The last thing I want to ask you about when I ask Kim about this also is how does your work affect you personally? particularly, you know, a breast cancer practice. And I know her practice is a lot of younger women, as you've already mentioned, a lot of them with metastatic disease, not an easy situation. How does that affect you? I've learned an awful lot in this job. And it's hard. Some days are really hard. And my mother is a breast cancer survivor. I'm the mother of a 16-month-old girl. And I have learned in this job that You know, we give people chemotherapy, we quote them statistics, but at the end of the day, you know, their spirit and their will to live is paramount. And I just have learned how strong people are. And it's amazing when I look at people's children and people's mothers and the families and the way they rally around them. It just has made me realize that you know, life is short and we have to live every minute of it because we just don't know what we're going to be faced with. I'm going to guess a lot of people say, why do you do this job? Isn't it depressing? A lot of people do say that to me. As a matter of fact, I saw an email that someone sent to my husband the other day and her significant other was recently diagnosed with cancer. And she wrote, I don't know how Aaron does this every day. And my response to that is I have never done anything that has made me feel so good at the end of the day, as hard as it could be. I come home and I know I made a difference in someone's lives, and there's nothing more rewarding than that. What is it that personally helps you kind of keep your emotional balance? Well, I know Kim's really into her yoga and her deep breathing. (laughs) (laughs) I am a crafter. I like to bead. I make jewelry. I like to hand embroider. Being creative, those things help me. And at the end of the day, a hug from my 16-month-old daughter is really all that I need.